Cyclistic Association. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes sitting alongside my good buddy, Doug McCary, on this Wednesday, October the, what is it, 25th? 25th of October. I mean, where has the month gone? I haven't been here most of the month, to be honest with you, Doug, but it's good to be with you, brother. It It was a... phenomenal study today at SWAT and uh I know I don't usually say that to you it's always a good study but I you know it's uh I don't know there was some stuff in there today I'm I'm looking forward to going in fact I I left Bible study went over and just sat at Starbucks had a coffee and kind of went over my notes uh that I took today and I've already kind of shared with you some things that I just got out of the 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 study today so I appreciate your your uh diligence and preparing a great lesson and uh, i know i wasn't alone well it was a um you know it's it's one of those studies and we'll get into it next week on the air that's really (laughs) that was just a teaser yeah that's that's really it's challenging for people you know i mean it really is it's it's challenging because um we we, we've been fed a forgiveness only gospel <laughs> and we'll get into that next week if you're just tuning in for the first time but uh, hopefully uh, people will uh people will uh, be encouraged by it i know i had several guys come up to me and thank me afterwards uh so yeah uh, well. yeah well i don't want to get into it um i know we've got uh we're, we're, we want to get back on topic for today uh, as we are looking at repentance but uh Got some, I guess, I don't know, I guess I'd call it some good news. We have a new Speaker of the House, finally, after, yeah. uh, I don't know, how many days has it been? Three weeks? Yes. Uh, without a Speaker? Yeah, and again, we, we don't, we don't, you know, apparently they say he's conservative. Um, I, I will say I reserve comment. That's all I will say. <laughs> I don't, you know, I... I I'm not going to say good or bad. Uh, I, I'm glad we got a speaker. Hopefully, they'll get back to the business of the country. That would and, be important. Yeah, especially yeah. in light of everything going on right now. Amen. Uh, so, Amen. anyway, uh, well, um, how was your golf tournament yesterday? You Man, went out. We, it was for uh, it was uh, uh, for, Redemptive uh, Leadership uh, International. RLI. RLI. Our yeah. good buddy Tim Lusk. Uh, boy, that you know. By the way, SWAT was well represented. That uh, we probably had at, uh, at least half a dozen SWAT brothers out there, maybe more, maybe maybe a dozen. Uh, we had our signs out there, and uh, it was a great time. It was a beautiful day. And if you're not familiar with um, Redemptive Leadership International, hmm. highly recommend it. Obviously, you and I, have, you've known Tim longer than I have, but I, I, Tim was my first pastor. When uh-huh. I came to Jacksonville, and he's still just a such a sweet brother. And uh, anyway, all the all the support he got there goes to help train pastors over really all over the world, uh, yeah. but in a lot of places that most of us really don't want to go. Yeah, I wondered. I was wondering if he was going to have Wes show up. Wes Sloud, did he show up? I did not all? see Wes. Or did he talk about him? At <laughs> he, all? We did not mention Wes. Yeah, uh, but yeah, because you know Wes has uh, 
back now and uh after his little ordeal over there but anyway uh well i am uh, i'm glad you got to go enjoy the outdoors <laughs> me and well, Ron, ronnie pastor will held down the uh the fort here well so. I, I forgot to bring my uh my but my turtle box i call it turtle box anybody that knows outdoor speakers it's the best speaker out there yeah. and I, I put it in my trunk and i forgot to put it in the golf cart and i, I told <laughs> so i told you could have uh, some music on the i line? told brian andrews i wanted to you know tune in and listen to you and pastor will and uh but i'm gonna have to go back and listen to it on the podcast if you if you like to do that like i do sometimes just uh go to swatradio.com you can listen to past broadcasts there you can download the app on your uh iphone or android um device and uh, listen to all all the messages for the past seven years that you and i've been chatting it up okay did you win we did not win we did have so the you lowest score your afternoon. No, actually. <laughs> we did have the lowest score uh so we tied for first but they did in fact david gray says i wish they had just flipped a coin you know did anybody it, but, i know win? uh no i don't it was, it think so i didn't know i'm not sure i knew those guys but uh we shot we shot 59 we played pretty well uh you know so it was a lot good of mulligans. uh we did buy our fair share of mulligans but uh, hey full confession we didn't use all our mulligans i mean we literally got the last three explain or four what holes. a mulligan is to somebody that <laughs> don't know golf. yeah so a mulligan is if you have a bad shot and you, you get to hit another shot hmm. and so you could buy these mulligans i bought four i think heinzel bought four and brian andrews bought two or four anyway we had plenty of mulligans and uh we did not end up using them all which that's not good when you don't use all no, your mulligans no don't don't you wish you could buy mulligans for life man you know I mean? wouldn't you that be just, great just, hey can i have a duo can here I i'm gonna exactly. i'm gonna with your wife exactly <laughs> baby i need i need a mulligan yeah. that's a great point I, maybe I, i'll uh, maybe we could hey maybe we could have a jar where we could buy some I mulligans and then have a little card that if we say something dumb because we do sometimes no in response, are you serious then we just go hey i want to take a mulligan on that can we redo that and i just... love it i love it yeah uh you and know then take the money and do something good with it yeah well we know the money uh spent on those mulligans went to went to really good cause and uh just absolutely love tim lusk he's such a sweet man and uh doing some really great work over there in russia and a lot of even the middle east over in lebanon and uh anyway redemptive leadership international rli well hey uh and i also wanted to let our listeners know a lot of people have been asking because uh, we had a guest on a few weeks ago from word of messiah ministry sam nadler so he's a messianic jew and uh we we are taking up a collection to give to sam to help with humanitarian aid for the people of israel down in the uh, south and so sam's ministry the word of messiah ministries is partnered with a group over there and uh so you can trust that uh, the money is going to be going to where it needs to go uh, and there's a lot of good organizations doing stuff but if you would like to give just send me an email at doug at swatradio.com i'll send you a link to how you can make an online donation um, and you can also go there and see how to mail in a check if you would like to be a part of helping uh, give some humanitarian aid 
to the people of Israel over there. Certainly pray for them. You know, um, uh, right now um, the word is that the United States is preparing evacuation plans right now for 600,000 Americans that are over in Israel. Mm. Did you know there I didn't that know many? we had that many over there. Mm-hmm. 600,000? 600,000. Uh, wow. wow. And there's 600 Americans still in Gaza right now. Mm. So, mm. Um, uh, and there's, I think there have been like 30 uh, troops, American military people wounded from drone attacks, both in Syria and Iraq. Wow. Uh, so it, it is really ramping up. We need to pray. Uh, we need to pray for our country and pray for our leaders. And uh, Robert Clark, um, he's, a, he's a military veteran who uh, serves at a, a think tank called Civitas. And uh, he wrote an article for The Telegraph. And he titled the article, The U.S. is on the brink of global war with the Middle East and Asia. Mm. And he says the world is mustering for, con- for, for war. Conflict is already raging in Europe with Russia and Ukrainian, you know, going back and forth. And now we have Hamas and Israel. And uh, he, he just says that Washington is engaged in a frantic re-gearing of its own military to face the threat. And one of the problems is, we talked about this yesterday, is the DEI aspect, diversity, equity, and inclusion, has decimated the readiness of the military. Uh, I was talking to a guy today about a a, a very, very well-known restaurant chain that has now bought into the DEI stuff, and they typically have been very Christian in their background and their approach and it's just very discouraging how it's sweeping through and all that is is a cover you know for victimization mm-hmm. it's a cover for people to come in and and create havoc really um you know treat people with respect treat them uh with dignity uh but you don't you don't need classes in the military on transgender studies. You know, that's just ridiculous. That's <clears throat> that, not that's the not, job of the military. That is not the focus. That no. is not the target. The target is to defend your your country. Yeah, and China and Russia are laughing. Oh, they've they, got to they be licking abso- their chops. They're absolutely laughing yeah. at us in our military. It's a joke to them. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, let's let's keep uh let's pray for our country and uh, pray for our leaders, um, especially our new speaker. Obviously, uh, we know God is sovereign. We've been looking at that over the last few weeks anyway. And uh, I was confessing with uh, one of our SWAT brothers yesterday on the golf course just how I've struggled, you know, over the last few weeks, just since all this has gone down with just kind of an anger in my heart, you know, inside. I know it's sin. I, I mean, there's... There's an element of some righteous anger there, but a lot of it is just I'm just angry, you know, and uh, I, and I've got to confess and repent of that. Well, we we need to remember as as God's kingdom priest that what Paul says in Second uh, Corinthians five twenty, we are his ambassadors, and and God makes his appeal through us, and 
as we look out at the world that is in chaos around us, we should be standing with the peace of God in our hearts, even in the midst of chaos. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. we know he's on his throne. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you think back to uh, the the believers back in Rome when they were doing the circus and they were killing them all in the arena, and th- they, they served as ambassadors with a much higher price than any of us have ever paid or will probably pay. You know, in our lifetime, well, we could, but we, mm-hmm. we probably won't. Yeah. But they did those things so that those people could hear the gospel. They didn't back down. And, you know, they were willing to give their lives. And Jesus said, if you want to live, you got to die. If you want to be rich, you got to be poor. And he was just saying, you've got to trust him <clears throat> through the process yeah. and go represent him to the world around us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's so important on this subject we're dealing with this week, next week, last week, uh, this whole idea of the kingdom gospel. Because if you only think uh, salvation is about your forgiveness of sins, then you, once once you've prayed a prayer, you don't really yeah. care about anything yeah. else. It's one dimensional. Yeah, very. <clears throat> and I, I, I kind of shared with you as we came into the studio just how today's lesson it's kind of like a light went on and uh you know you realize the good news of the gospel there's a lot of dimensions to the good news and i know we've been talking about the un gelion we can talk more about that when we come back from the break glad you tuned in today if you want to call this afternoon our number will be open 844-777-7928 844-777-SWAT you can also email us at ask at swatradio.com stay tuned we'll be right back This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network. Listen in Orange Park at 91.7. There I was on death row Guilty in the first degree Son of God hanging on him Hell was my destiny The crowd was shouting Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Glad you tuned in today. You want to call 777-844-777-7928. If you're not familiar with SWAT, SWAT stands for Spiritual 
Warriors Advancing Truth. Uh, we are a daily uh, broadcast live, so we open the lines up for you to call in as uh, Doug and I work through the text. And uh, we, we always enjoy hearing from you guys that are out there, wherever you might be. Obviously, this is a um, a, pod, a broadcast that goes at, you can get it at SWATradio.com. So any of your friends that maybe aren't in the First Coast area or Virginia Beach, uh, Meridian, Mississippi, uh, send, send them the link and they can tune in. I know we've got people kind of all over the place uh, yeah. tuning in. But we love to hear from you. Again, 844-777-7928 if you want to call in. Love to hear from you. I don't know. Uh, and then we'll get into our text today. I don't know if you saw, but there was a young man who works for Tur- Turning Point, uh, you know, Charlie Kirk's yeah, organization. Yeah, absolutely. And he was escorting some Jewish people up near a Palestinian protest, and they were having a a uh, a um, kind of a uh, Israeli meeting up there. Mm. And he got jumped and beat by some the people in the Palestinian protest up there because he was with these Jewish people. When the police came up, the police, this was yesterday. Wow. The police came up there and this is growing. Uh, In fact, I saw today several universities were having a Palestinian walkout student walkout. This is really bizarre. And you're Mm. starting to see now people calling for Israel to stop saying that it's inhumane, it's genocide, they're trying to wipe them out. And they're not trying to wipe out Palestinian civilians. They're trying to wipe out Hamas. They're trying to get Hamas eradicated so they don't have to deal with what they did. What happened, if you saw the pictures, there's no way you would say it's justified. You wouldn't do that. I don't know if you... uh know jack hibbs uh jack yeah, hibbs yeah, yeah. is uh i listened to a message he preached uh two weekends ago and uh you know it was really it was really a good message but he played a clip of a of a uh, journalist who talked about uh, th- there's no possible way you could respond uh what, what is the word balanced or whatever uh proportionately and uh it was just it was a good reminder that y- you can't uh, come to you. <clears throat> you can't resolve what's going on, no. with, you know, with uh, Hamas and what they're up to, and Hezbollah uh, included in that. Uh, these people don't just uh, want to destroy Jews. Yeah, they want to destroy anybody who doesn't agree with them. Yes. Uh, this isn't, you know, we can we can come to a peaceful uh, resolution. Uh, th- there is no peace with them unless you convert to Islam. Yeah, they want to establish a caliphate. Right. Is what they want to do, and so it um, it is something that that it appears it's going to be going on for a little while. Yeah, but I. I by, actually, by the way, can I just say this, Doug? Yeah. You know, you and I. Uh, we, we don't tackle every issue out there, and the reason we don't tackle every issue out there is because we don't know every issue that's out there. Yeah. You ever come across something and you, you know, you hear about it, but you really don't know enough about it to speak on it. Yeah. And yet, Doug, isn't it amazing how many people, especially on these college campuses, who are speaking out about stuff they absolutely don't know the first thing about? Yeah, they, uh, they, they were. 
<laughs> they interviewed this one girl and she called it Palestine. <laughs> she didn't even know what the name of the country was. She had no idea what she was talking about. And that's one of the real problems. I mean, it really is something that they're, you're having to deal with, but they don't care. They don't care. Well, I'm all about free speech. Yeah. But can I just tell you, uh, there's a good Proverbs. I'll find it about <laughs> keep your mouth shut if you don't know what you're talking about. That's my translation. I'll oh, find yeah, it. there <laughs> you go. Well, um, we are in Mark 1, and we're looking specifically at verse 14 and 15 and uh, dealing with the kingdom gospel. This is a gospel. Uh, the, the word gospel is the Greek word euangelion. And when Mark writes the beginning of the euangelion of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in verse 1, if, if I hope now, Brad, when you hear the word euangelion, it, your mind goes to a place of ruling and reigning king. You know, that's <clears throat> because uh, our listeners may not know, if you, especially if you're just tuning in, but that word euangelion was a secular term. It was not a spiritual term. It was a secular term that was kind of like a call to to listen like a celebration of good mm-hmm. news like good tidings good tidings or right. glad tidings or great news uh think of the old uh, criers that used to go hear ye hear ye hear exactly. ye exactly right? but it's euangelion and it's they would only use it when a new king or emperor was born when a new king or emperor was coronated or when a new a king or emperor had a great military victory those were the only three instances they would use that term and, and so the gospel writers and Paul and others who wrote in the New Testament, when they use that term, that's what their hearers would know. But when we hear the word gospel, which is translated good news, glad mm-hmm. tidings, and gospel, when we hear gospel, immediately our minds goes to forgiveness and the cross. Yeah. I mean, we don't yeah. – and, and yep. Mark wrote this, you know, he's – He's talking about the euangelion, the rule and reign of King Jesus, the Messiah. And, and you know, as we look at this word, we talked about the kingdom last week. This week we've been focusing in on what the response is. Jesus says in Mark 1, 15, uh, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent and believe and follow. And the repent is what we're working on this week. And we, we asked the question, what is repentance? It was something preached by John the Baptist, by Jesus, the apostles, Paul. They all preached about it. And, um, and you know, a lot of people will say, well, John the Baptist was really kind of a crude guy. He was, he was a little rough around the edges. His approach is not the approach that I would use when sharing the good news. And so we, if you remember before you left on Monday, um, we contrasted Jesus over in John chapter 8. So Jesus didn't say you brood of vipers there to them, but he said you are sons of your father, Satan. You do the works he mm-hmm. wants you to do. The reason you don't believe in me is because you're of your father, Satan. And, you know, John used the term brood of vipers which means offspring of poisonous snakes 
And we all have a poisonous and destructive lineage, just like the people John addressed. And the message of the euangelion, the message of repentance, doesn't make sense until we realize that we deserve judgment. Yeah. That that our issue is we don't like truth. We don't we don't want to hear the truth about our sin. Right. And uh, well, that's uh, I think that's the issue that I've kind of realized is we don't hear repentance preached very often no but we don't hear sin preached very often no there is no repentance what should i what am i to repent of if i don't know that i'm a sinner well and and even joel osteen who is a lot of people call him america's pastor i don't think he's a pastor at all because he says he won't preach about sin Hmm. he likes to focus on the positive (laughs) so anyway he 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 says you know He's not going to talk to you about God's judgment or fleeing the wrath to come. I mean, there's we got these billboards out there that says God gets us. He's not angry with you. You, you know, you're free. You, you're free. Just profess a hmm. belief in Jesus that he died on the cross. And, and you know, you live under grace. And, and nobody wants to talk about God's wrath. Uh, calling us to that's fundamentalist that's too extreme it's too legalistic and and our consumer culture it does not go over well at all and i i read a couple of quotes brad uh you got a copy of them uh one from jc ryle who was hmm. a bishop over in england in about the 1800 mid 1800s who basically said there's a morbid dislike of strong language today this is back in the 1800s <laughs> Boy, he would roll over, yeah, wouldn't he, exactly. if he was here today? He says nobody wants to give an offense. And uh, Harry Ironside said that the doctrine of repentance is the missing note in many orthodox and otherwise sound theological circles today. And I think that's very true of our world today. Oh man! But I mean, we know. I, you know, I think there's there is. Uh, Paul speaking to Timothy, chapter 4, verse 3 of 2 Timothy, he says, For the time is coming when people will not tolerate or won't endure sound teaching. Yeah. Well, sound teaching is going to include sin. It's mm-hmm. gonna we have to reveal the sin in order to for there to be repentance. Well, uh, Ironside said that these preachers of grace is what they call themselves. They, they basically did away with the necessity of repentance because it might diminish or invalidate the message of grace. And so they say if you preach, if you preach repentance, you're, you're preaching works. You're adding a work. And Ironside called this easy believism. So it's, it's really nothing new. It's something that's been around for a while. And uh, what, what we talked about yesterday, uh, you weren't here, is that most people are content with acknowledging some kind of vague acceptance of the facts, historical facts. Mm-hmm. There was a guy named Jesus. He died on the cross. Yeah, I know I'm a sin. I, I know I, I'm not perfect, so I need something, and I believe in him. And we're going to talk about belief next week. But these people have some kind of temporary regret. Their emotions may even be stirred a little bit. But the problem is, instead of letting God really have his rightful place in their heart, Mm. 
all they want is forgiveness. They really don't want him to be their Lord. They don't want him to rule. And so um, that over time, the love of the world crowds out the love of God. And, and so when these people are next to you, say, you, and you're talking about your love for the word, that it doesn't make sense to them because they don't feel it. When you talk about your love for worship and being around other believers, for them, they're like, I don't get it that because they don't feel it. Uh, they don't desire to witness. They don't desire to make disciples. And ultimately, their loyalty is to themselves. It's not to God. And if the loyalty is to themselves, it's ultimately to Satan. And so what they have to admit is, you know what? Deep down, I'm not really changed. There was really no repentance. But they find shepherds that tickle their ear and tell mm-hmm. them, you know what? Nobody's perfect. Uh, you're under grace. Hey, did you pray that prayer? It was early on a recent Saturday morning when a life was saved in a miraculous way. No, this is not a story out of the Middle East. When Hamas troops left Gaza to attack southern Israel, it happened in Houston, and a son's life was saved. 5.30 that Saturday morning, Amanda and Danes Tanner, trying to sleep in the only day of the week, awakened by their one-year-old border collie jumping on their bed. One of them got up, thinking the dog wanted to be let out. But Axel led the dad downstairs, refusing to go out. He ran to their son's bedroom door, scratching vigorously. Inside, the 17-year-old was having a stroke. Paralysis, blurred vision, jumbled words. The stepdad raced him to the hospital. Doctors say if not for Axel, the boy's life would have been over. The lesson? Listen to your dog. A better lesson? Read and listen to God speaking through his word. You will be blessed. I'm Charles Morris at haventoday.org. Expect delays because of a crash on the West Beltway on 295 southbound at the Buckman Bridge, blocking one center lane. Also, there's congestion on the West Beltway, 295 southbound from Dunn Avenue to about New Kings Road. And there's congestion on the East Beltway, 295 southbound near Atlantic Boulevard. Partly cloudy tonight, low 68. Thursday, mostly sunny, high 80. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. Back to SWAT Radio, Brad and Doug here on this this. Uh, I was going to say Monday. It's not Monday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday, the the twenty fifth of it's October. It's SWAT day. It's SWAT man. day. Yeah. It, uh, by the way, uh, had a, uh, a a visitor, a guest th- today at uh, SWAT who I have known for years. He told me uh, afterwards yeah, he Jason. came up and he came up and he said, you know, that was a God thing because I've known Brad a long time. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, in fact, when uh, who's the guy who introduced him or who invited him? I can't remember. Oh, it was Gary. <laughs> Gary. Gary. And uh, and uh, Gary said, yeah, you know, introduced him. I'm like, I know that dude. <laughs> known him for years, but I haven't seen him in years. So good to. I just got a text from him. Said he was. He really enjoyed that. So yeah. by the way, I always we always do this. Uh, I, I I try to make a point of doing this and just the. 
the importance you and I were talking on the break about the percentages of people who spend time each week. You know, how much time do we spend in the Word? How much time do we spend in prayer? I don't know the percentage. I think you said something like 80%. You bet 80% don't mm-hmm. spend more than five minutes in prayer or time in the Word. Mm-hmm. Listen, if, if that's you, and that probably is a lot of people today, even in the church, um, come join us for a SWAT Bible study. Uh, there's four of them that meet in person around uh, around the Jacksonville, St. Augustine area. Mm. And uh, love to have you in person. Uh, just like today, Doug, I think it was at getting to visit with Jason and just – he, he just openly shared with me how the last few years with COVID and all the other things, how easy it is to get isolated. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're, we're prone to do that, prone to wonder, right, as the hymnist – him him says yeah and so if you're not in a bible study uh either at your church or small group whatever come join us Uh, go to swatradio.com you can check out the various places that we meet and uh, we'd love to have you in person yeah absolutely or you can join us on zoom on thursday nights too if you can't get away during the daytime um we do have um Friday morning uh, meeting down at uh, the Village Inn at 9 a.m. in St. Augustine. And then Thursday, tomorrow morning at 6.15 at Jumping Jack's House of Food off Belfort Road there uh, by the uh, Wounded Warrior Project. Hey, let me give a quick plug to uh, tomorrow at uh, 11, from 11 to 1, uh, we have the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber Luncheon. Tomorrow's going to be an interesting conversation uh doing a panel discussion on mental health okay so uh anyway it's going to be uh led by sean maxwell who's the coo of the church of 1122 mm-hmm. and uh so anybody who wants to come to that uh, go to neflchristianchamber.com you can register right there okay yeah that's tomorrow what time yeah 11 to 1 at top golf top no golf, golf. included but oh. l- lunch uh, we'll definitely have some lunch you're not going to be swinging? Man, I'd love to. <laughs> I, I tell you, I've played more golf in the last yeah. week and a half than I've played in the last two years. Yeah. So uh, we got to get back out, Doug. Yeah, I know <laughs> we do. Well, hey, I wanted to um, to go back to uh, what John MacArthur says about repentance. He he's got a, 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 a he's kind of compiled this um, definition. Uh, or, or description of it based upon studying the early church fathers and what they would have thought. He says, repentance is a radical turning from evil towards God, from rebellion to loyalty, a transform, a transformational turning, keyword transformational turning of one's life from self-rule to Jesus' rule. From self-righteousness to Jesus' righteousness. It's a whole new life bent towards honoring and obeying God. Now, Brad, that is not a popular message. People will hear that and go, well, that's legalistic. Yeah. I mean, you're you're telling people they have to turn from their sin? Yeah. Well, yes, you do turn from your idols to God. You turn from your self-rule to God. You don't do it under the strength of your own power. You do it by the grace and mercy of God and his Holy Spirit enabling you to be able to go, Hmm. wow, I don't want to be here. 
I want to be over there. Yeah. And God then moves you. But it's not just a change of mind about who Jesus is mm-hmm. or or maybe some desire for new circumstances in your life. You know, that's what happens a lot of times, Brad. People, um, like they might have an addiction issue to a particular sin or alcohol or drugs, whatever, pornography, and they're tired of the consequences in their life. They always feel guilty. They always feel defeated. And so I'm going to try Jesus. I've tried everything else. Mm. Now, can Jesus work through that? He can, but that is not normative. Jesus is not just about a desire for new circumstances, except as it relates to your rebellion against a holy God. Jesus didn't come to give your life purpose and make you not lonely. (laughs) He came to get your sins forgiven so you could be part of the kingdom of God. It's embracing the rule and reign of Jesus over your sin, uh, nature, over your sins that you commit, and over your life. I mean, he this we said it the other day when you were here. It's not a refurb. It's a complete teardown and yeah. rebuild. Well, Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, uh, take up his cross. You know, that, that idea of, you know, Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer it's no longer Brad living. It's no longer Doug living. It's Christ living in me. Yeah, you know what people say, oh, Brad, when you say that? They say, uh, well, you know what? That's more discipleship he was calling people to. Mm. That's really not <laughs> salvation. Why don't you flip over to Luke 9 real quick? All right, <clears throat> because that's where you just quoted from. Right, right. Go to Luke 9, 23, okay? And as you look that up, I want you to read what Luke writes about when Jesus is saying, take up your cross, deny yourself. Read that Luke 9, 23 through 26. Yeah, and he said <clears throat> he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory. Okay, so stop right there. Yeah. That last part makes it very clear that this is talking about salvation. Exactly. This is not a second... Yeah. level Christian walk of, of commitment. This is when you come to Christ, when you repent, you're saying, I've been leading my own life and I've been self-led, self-ruled. There's That's your before life. Alistair Begg calls this volume one, right, of your life that. story. Yeah. You live for yourself and you live, you know, you, you serve yourself. He says it's a complete 180 after you repent. And he says, after you repent, which is after Christ, you're now Jesus led, Jesus ruled, you live for and serve him. Mm-hmm. This is volume two of your life good. story. It's good. For a lot of us, <clears throat> we say we're writing volume two, but we're still living out volume one. Yeah. Well, because the language of our culture is be you, just be you. 
Yeah. You know, God loves you just the way you are. And you know what? You're right. He does love you, but he's not going to leave you the way you are. That's exactly if right. If you're his, he is not going to leave you the way you are. And and repentance means that I'm going one way and he turns me the other. It includes a change of mind, which is recognizing that we rule ourselves and and um, and we recognize our sinfulness and we don't like it, right? It's well, that I, recognition. And I like what MacArthur said, and uh, others have said the same thing. You you have it in the notes. It's not just turning from, but turning to. So oftentimes we, we think of repentance as turning from bad behavior to good behavior. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from the old version to the new version. Well, the, new ver- the, the old version is dead. Yes. Uh, if you're in Christ, you're dead to your old version. Yeah, and, and Paul even addressed this with the Thessalonians in one nine, where he said, you turn from idols to serving a living and true God, yeah, yeah. right? And so, so you got to have that recognition that I'm self-led uh, and, and I'm in sin, but you also got to have a change of heart. This is agreeing with God about the evilness of our sin and our self-rule and, and saying, we, you know what? We, we don't want this anymore. It's not just a change of mind. Yeah. It's actually in my being, the core of my being, mm. which that then results with the power of the Holy Spirit in a change of direction, surrendering our self-rule to Jesus' rule and trusting him for our forgiveness which results in a changed life. Mm, that's good. Point. That's yeah. good. Well, we're going to take one more break. If you want to call this afternoon, the number is 844-777-7928. If you have any questions or comments, email us at ask at SWATradio.com. We'll tackle those here on the air. Stay tuned. We'll take one more break and be right back. SWAT. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network on the air in Mandarin at 91.7. Ramblers in the wilderness, we can't follow what we need. We get a little restless from such and get a little worn down in between. Like a bull chasing the matadors, a man left his own schemes. Everybody needs someone beside them, shining like a lighthouse from the sea. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here this afternoon. Glad you tuned in. If you want to call, 844-777-7928 is the number. 
You can email us also at ask at swatradio.com if you have a question or a comment. Great song there we came in into on uh, Need to Breathe, Brothers. Thank you, buddy, for yeah. being my brother yeah. for the last 25 years. It's always good to have a shelter like you. It is. You know, I, I was uh, thinking the other day, I was talking with Lori about how just a, a year or so ago, we were going through a pretty tough time with a lot of different things, a lot of moving parts going on. And you were one of those guys too, that, that I would just kind of share with and a battle buddy in the right. We all go through tough times, man. Everybody, you know, it's funny because people think that, you know, when you teach regularly God's word or you're a pastor or whatever, that, you know, you don't struggle with those kind of things, but it's, it's very difficult because you feel such, inward pressure yeah uh when you're failing in those areas yeah. or you're struggling. Oh, absolutely you and, feel like a hypocrite even you know? if your your actions are right your your inner spirit may not be right you may be struggling with your attitudes and uh, it's hard man you must have been hearing my conversation with our brother <laughs> yesterday we, we were talking about this very thing and and uh brian andrews who is a occasional guest here on swat ready also t- teaches from time to time and he was talking about last week at the Thursday study, uh, just about, you know, talking about repentance and the importance of repentance. And just, you know, some of the guys started sharing just sins they're struggling with. And, you know, so many of us, I mean, not only do we, you know, in light of what we just talked about in the last segment, you know, we, we don't like to talk about sin. You know, we, we don't hear it in the pulpits. Uh, and, and that's a shame. But we also don't confess sin. And we're told to confess sins to one another so that we could pray for one another. And and, and uh, my, my brother Brian asked me yesterday, he said, you know, so often, I don't have a problem confessing it, but it's good to have a brother who can call you and ask you. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like I know your your weak points. I know those, those struggles you have. Yeah. And to have a brother close enough to call you and say, how's that going? How are you doing in that area? Because and and, and close enough that if I try to yeah. try to scoot around it, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm scooting. I'm wiggle wiggling. out. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. we do try to wiggle out oh, sometimes. Oh, I'm I'm hanging. But the, the, I'm hanging. The, okay. The, the reality <laughs> is, I think as we're active in ministry, I think in some ways we're more prone to struggle in that area because I, people look at us and think, "Well, we've got it together." Yeah. Uh, as, as you and I have often said, we are. We are far from perfect, but we're chasing the one who is perfect. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, I, Brad, I grew up in a Baptist background. I never heard of the Westminster Catechism mm. uh, until later in life, right? Um, but the Westminster Cate- Shorter Catechism, what happened is there was a, a bunch of really uh, godly men who said, you know what? There are a lot of questions about the Christian life. Let's yeah. put let's put these in a question form and an answer to train people. And it was yeah. used to train younger people in the great, really the great beliefs of our faith. The doctrines. Yeah, I the mean, doctrines. Yeah. And so they have a question, I think it's number 87, what is repentance unto life? And they say repentance unto life is a saving grace whereby a sinner out of true sense of his sin and apprehension of the mercy of God in Christ does with grief and hatred of his sin turn from it 
unto God with full purpose of in, an endeavor after new obedience. So basically, just in Doug's vernacular, it's by God's grace, we, we're aware of our sin and we know God is extending mercy to us. So we hate our sin and we want to turn to it with a desire for this new obedience toward God. Yeah. And I can't think of a better example of something like this happening without a guy praying a prayer. He's not doing anything. In fact, you grew up like me probably singing this song. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. <laughs> a wee, a wee little, little man was he. He climbed up in that sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And Jesus said, Zacchaeus, you come down, for I'm coming to your house today. And he came down. And that that is the story of a tax collector named Zacchaeus who climbed up into a tree because he wanted to see the king, the Messiah king. He had heard about him. And, you know, I heard a great sermon by, I think it was E.V. Hill uh, long ago, who said, uh, who, who, the whole sermon was about what drove Zacchaeus into the tree. And what he did was he shared miracles that took place around there where, um, where Zacchaeus would have been going out to collect taxes and like he went to this one lady and she's bleeding. She's, you know, she has no skin color. She's spent all her money to try to get help. And, and she says, I don't have, I don't have money for you, Mr. Zacchaeus. And he said, well, I'm coming back in 30 days to get my money. And, and he, Evie Hill tells this story about all these different people that are healing stories of Jesus in the Bible and every one of them, he said, I'm coming back in 30 days. And when he came back, they all had their money. They all had a life change. And it said, and then he says, that's what drove him up into the tree, that he heard about Jesus. He wanted to see the Messiah, not thinking that he would call him because mm. he was hated. Yeah. And when Jesus looked at him eyeball to eyeball and said, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to your house today. <laughs> wow. He didn't pray a prayer. Uh, he didn't say anything except this. I'm going to return four times what hmm. I've taken from people. Yeah. That is repentance. Yeah. And Jesus said, this is a child of Abraham, not because he was of the lineage of Abraham, hmm. but because he knew that day he had encountered the risen king and says, I'm going with this guy. That's hmm. what it's about. <clears throat> That's what it's about. You know, Romans 2 says it's the kindness of God, the mercy of God that leads Lead us repentance. to true repentance, right? Yeah. And and Jesus tells a story in Matthew 21. I want you to read it. We, we've got a few <clears throat> minutes left of two sons, and I want to set the stage for what's going on. Jesus had been clearing out the temple, and they tried to trap him. And they said, who gives you the authority to do this stuff? And he said, let me ask you a question. Where did John the Baptist authority come from, from God or from man? And they knew if they said God, then he'd say, why didn't you listen to him? If he said man, they, the people would get upset. So they said, we don't know. And so he said, well, I'm not going to answer you either. And on the heels of that, he shares this story uh, as a parable of two sons read matthew 28 21 28 through 32 yeah what do you think a man had two sons 
And he went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. And he answered, I will not. But afterward, he changed his mind and went. And he went to the other son and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said the first. Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes go into the kingdom of God before you. Verse 32, For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even when you saw it, you did not afterward change your minds and believe him. So Jesus tells this story of a repentant son and a really a fake son. Mm. One who said, I will, but he didn't. The other one said, I, I, I don't want to or I won't, but he did. And here's the striking thing. Read the last verse again. What does he say? The last yeah, part. that's uh, verse 32. For John came to you in the way John, of righteousness. John the Baptist yeah. Yeah. came to you. And, and what does he say? In the way of righteousness. And you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and prostitutes believed him. And even when you saw it, you did not afterward change your minds and believe him. Yeah. Even when you saw the changed lives. You didn't change. You didn't want to change. You didn't hmm. want to be. So, so here's the question we got to ask as we, we kind of close our time up here today. Do I have a love for God's word? Do is, is my life changed? Do I have a love for God's people and worship of him as we gather together? Um, do I desire to witness I don't really have a desire to witness or make disciples. No, I don't really want to do that. Ultimately, where is my loyalty on a daily basis? Is it to God or is it to me? Because if it's to me, if my loyalty overrides God's loyalty, ultimately I'm glorifying Satan because that's what Satan wants. That's what he wants. Did God really say that? Eve, did he really say that? Uh, don't you want to be like him? And that's the struggle we all have. Mm. And the only way that changes, the only way it changes, is to repent from being that way and ask God to help you go the other direction yeah. where you're underneath <clears throat> his rule and underneath his reign. And I'm telling you, there's no better place you'd rather be than that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and just the conviction, I, <clears throat> we've talked about this often, repentance isn't a one-time occurrence. Mm -hmm. uh, it is a continual, ongoing repentance mm -hmm. uh, that if you're his, the Spirit is going to convict you of sin. And there are going to be plenty of opportunities to confess and repent mm -hmm. and believe. Yeah. That's, the, that's the process, confess, repent, and believe. It's not a one-time confession. It's not a one-time repentance. It's not a one-time belief. No. Our sanctification is the result of convict, being convicted of sin, confessing that sin, repenting of that sin, and, and believing in Christ. Not yeah. believing in better behavior, yeah. uh, but believing that his righteousness has been imputed. It has been deposited into you. Yes. Now walk 
in that way. Yeah, and next week we're going to get into what we covered today at SWAT, which is what does it mean to believe? You know, what does it really mean? And so, hey, I want to remind our listeners that tomorrow we're going to have Pastor Art Remington for the first half of the program. Are you really? Art is the chaplain for Promise Keepers. He's been with them for a long time. I've served with Art in many men's ministries. He, he's been going back and forth to Israel, too. So I'm excited to have him. And he introduced me to General Boykin, uh, who is one of the founding uh, members of the uh, Army's elite Delta Force. Hmm. And uh, he is now a minister and serves as the executive vice president of the Family Research Council. So General Boykin will be my guest during the last half hour tomorrow. So you don't want to miss that. He'll be talking about what's going on in the Middle East.